and welcome to episode four of SourceCast. I'm your host, JD. And I'm Jeremy. And in this episode, we are going to be reviewing Foresight Linux. Now, most of you probably haven't heard of Foresight because, well, it's a very small distro that I'm surprised I even know about. Um, basically, it's a distro that it seems like they're trying to compete with SUSE, or rather OpenSUSE, Fedora, Ubuntu, distros like that. And, well, I guess you'll find out how well they do in this review. So, into the review. The three big ideas behind Foresight. One, I love the idea of a transactional package manager, where basically you can roll back any upgrade you made any time in the past. Whether it was the day after you installed it, six months ago, today, doesn't matter, you can roll it back. That's really cool. Um, the other thing is, uh, Foresight uses, Foresight and Connery, which is their package manager, use and support um, recipe files. Recipe files are like Arch Linux package builds and Gentoo's uh, e-builds, except they make package builds look hard. Where a package build is usually about uh, usually about 10 to 20 lines, depending on what you're doing with it. It's unusual that a recipe file is more than 5 to 10 lines. Also, they use Anaconda as their installer, which holds a special place in my heart. Because just Anaconda is so awesome, if only it wasn't bundled with RPM distros. I hate you, Ian Murdoch, for abandoning progeny. That being said, into the flaming, into the fire pit. First... It's not one CD. It's either two CDs or uh, like one-third full DVD. Which is totally fucking ridiculous. Canonical is shipping CDs for free around the world, and these ass clowns can't even get it down to one CD. Sorry, it's just a pet peeve. Yeah, it's just a pet peeve. And, like, you know, I got plenty... I have a bunch of DVDs, blank DVDs, so it's not really that big of a deal. It's like, how the hell can ever... Can you not bundle more than, you know... They don't have anything super amazing bundled, yet it's 300 megabytes larger than every other distro, pretty much. Um, Also, that CD we were just mentioning, or DVD, it's not a live CD. They do not offer... A live CD. Yeah, and I'd love to know where all that extra room's going to because there's not even a KDE that's offered, so they don't have yeah. to package any of that. Exactly. that. And that's only acceptable, by the way. Having <clears throat> a need for more than one CD is only acceptable if there's, like, a porn video Easter egg. If, if that's not where all that space is going, uh, that then it's not acceptable. Yeah. Porn video Easter egg are, like, GNOME and XFCE on the disk, both of them, or GNOME and KDE, or something like that. But no. Only GNOME, 
you know, one DVD, two CDs. I just, yeah. Um, for me, it was only bad hardware support. I mean, like I said back in, I think it might have been OpenSUSE, you know, Debian, Ubuntu, Fedora, uh, Gentoo actually, because I was recently playing with Gentoo, which we'll review on the future distro. Like, they all supported my touchpad. Not Foresight. Um, Foresight, when I booted, X wouldn't start, which is a known problem. Some distros that start with the NVIDIA driver, it can tell, and it'll start. Some it won't, because my test laptop is a little weird. But Foresight wasn't one of the good ones. Um... Connery, their package manager, again, great in theory, slow as balls. You, it takes, it feels like it takes twice as long to install any package on Connery compared to even OpenSUSE, which was slow in and of itself compared to Yum or Apt or Pac-Man. Um, also, the Connery syntax is, yeah, it's it's just as bad. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It's worse than Arch. Ouch. Pac-Man. Basically, to install a package, it's not Connery install. You'd think that would be logical. It's Connery update package name to install a package. Someone please explain to me how that's logical. Well, I think Arch may be slightly worse. I mean, dash capital S. This is true. (laughs) Uh, Also, um, I've looked through the web-based repos. The repos seem to be extremely slim of packages that exist. And there is no third-party repo like the AUR. So, yeah, it kind of fails at that. It also... It's just going to keep getting worse, people. It also fails at rolling release. Yes, I know Connery is the first distro that comes out with a new gnome. And when a new gnome is released, uh, Connery comes out. Uh, Foresight comes out about two days later using that new gnome. But everything else is more out of date than any other rolling release distro I've used. Like, I think the kernel is 2.6.24. Maybe they've upgraded it to 2.6.25 by now. It's 2.5. Um, okay. Uh, the GCC is way out of date. Um, the codecs are way out of date. It just feels like all they care about is no nothing else. No, core, no, not the core of the system. Just no. I think GCC is four one, but I'm I can't say too much there because I still use Gen two on all my servers. And if you use the hardened patch set for Gen two on a server, that means you're using GCC three four, and that's wow. now that's some old GCC. Yeah, that I would. Definitely say so. Uh, also, package kit 
which is the GTK. Again, they don't, they're not big fans of KDE. Um, which is the GTK based package manager front end is horrible. It takes forever to start up. It's just got, and it's just got really an unfriendly interface that's just hard to navigate and hard to find what you need. Um, as we mentioned, it's GNOME only. And this one actually surprised me a lot considering the type of distro it is and how, and the fact that it is maintained by a corporate entity, kind of how Fedora is Red Hat's desktop distro. Foresight is RPath's desktop distro. And well, does, com- does RPath have like a a sort of a rail equivalent? I've always thought of yes, Fedora they- as being sort of Red Hat's glorious pra- playground where if they fuck something up royally, ha ha ha, it doesn't really matter because it's not our corporate offering. Uh, it's that way, but they believe that, you know, our path, I believe, it's just a lot of beliefs, I believe, believes that um, they want Foresight to be as high quality as our path, which is their enterprise distro. Which, I'll give it to them, our path is really cool because it's like completely customizable and, you know, you can make uh, basically appliances and that's really cool. But we're not reviewing our path here. We're reviewing Foresight that can't do that. But being that, you know, Foresight's created by a company, people are, you know, working on it, getting paid to work on it, it has got probably the worst, smallest community I've ever seen. Um, there are about, again, last time I was in the channel, there are about 50 people on the IRC. That's 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 nothing. I mean, considering that it's a distro and, you know, people go in there for support. Eh. Also, the Foresight forums are quite regularly dead. Which does not make me happy about that. Um, well, on to the ratings, I guess. First up, the granny rating. I gave it a 6.0 simply because it's easy to install. You know, I I gave it the same rating as OpenSUSE because it's easy to install, the package manager sucks, and pretty much, other than my one or two little issues, uh... It, it works fine for me. As for power user, I gave it a 1.5. The reason I gave it a 1.5 is because there is no customizability. It's not flexible at all. Custom compiling, you just, it's, it's one of those weird things where you don't feel like you want to custom compile anything on it. And so, you know, you kind of don't. And ease of getting bleeding edge anything, pretty much your only option is to compile. 
even Foresight's Devel repo is just as unstable, or is just as up to date as their stable repo. So that's kind of made a fail. As far as annoyance, I gave it a 9.5 or a 0.5. It's, it doesn't bug you about installing codecs and it's got Skype in the repos and stuff like that. But it's just using it on a day to day basis. Just, you know, the fact that it doesn't have a live CD, the fact that it's one DVD, all these things just build up and make it crappy. Um, as for software selection, I gave them a 1.5 because, as I said, it's not very up-to-date, and their repository is not very large, so, yeah, that's made a fail. And for community, I gave it 0.5 because the community's tiny, not much action in the forums, IRC is typically empty, and, you know, I have, I've never been on the mailing lists, but I would assume they're pretty empty as well. There is one final thing I want to bring up that I did forget to mention when I was talking about um, how much Connery sucks. I tried to upgrade my system from Foresight 2 to Foresight 2 Deval. And keep in mind, you know, I've got a pretty decent spec system, and on Arch 2 you know, let's say add the testing repo or on Debian to go from testing to unstable takes two minutes. It took one hour and 20 minutes to go from Foresight 2 to Foresight 2 Deval with Connery. That, that, that's just unacceptable. I'm sorry. Perhaps they're the people behind the uh, zipper in OpenSUSE. That would not surprise me. <laughs> but on to your review, Jeremy. Oh, uh, did you forget performance again? Uh, I didn't do performance, and neither did you. But you'll explain why <laughs> in your review. I'm I'm just gonna have to pester the ever loving hell out of you to to do the performance. <laughs> the oh. problem is, I've used most of these distros like. A month or two ago, and I, that was before we were doing this. I have an excuse. Okay, so Foresight Linux, which in hindsight is not 2020, is probably yeah. legally blind. Um, okay, so the installer is in Curses Base, like Arch or anything from like 2002 in Linux. Ah, <laughs> uh, for me it was uh, the GUI Anaconda, but Anaconda has like sixteen different installers. I I went for the GUI Anaconda, but it it threw me in in curses, which will probably be related to the graphics issue that I'll get to later. Yes, probably. Um, interesting. Something interesting I saw is um, when you get to the bootloader, you can choose Grub or EXT Linux. What the hell is I've that? I've never heard of EXT Linux. Yeah, what the hell is that? No Lilo, or it's just Grub or EXT Linux. What the fuck is that? 
<laughs> I've never heard of that before. That's a file system, not a bootloader. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the real problem with the installer is, fuck, is it slow? Damn. Um, my analogy that I that I told you before we uh, started recording was that it was almost like OpenSUSE software manager made love to a Galapagos turtle and their offspring was half paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. It took me like literally five or six hours to install it. Hours. I could install Gentoo with a base KDE in less time on the same machine. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the only reason I could guess that it was so slow was maybe DMA wasn't enabled on the hard drive. Um, Maybe, but it wasn't that slow for me, so I would assume that since it worked fine for me, DMA was enabled. The, the only reason I thought it might have been DMA is is it took like 20, 30 minutes to install um, icon packages, which hammer the hard drive with a whole bunch of little files. Um, I would have taken a look with HDParm to see if it was on, but unfortunately, when you're in the Anaconda environment, there's no man entry for HDParm, and it's not sophistic. It's not a sophisticated enough shell for you to pipe um, dash dash help to more, so you can read all the help options. And and in the spirit of fairness, I'm not going to go pull another computer up and go read the manual for HDParm. I want it to be able to succeed or fail on its own, and it failed on its own there. Yeah. Um, when I finally got to running, you know, you cutaway scene several hours later, um, when I got to running it, it was just hardware failure all around. Um, Splashy was fail, it gave video mode errors, um, it had no working X, and considering that this, my, my Dell testbed has Intel graphics, that's really awful. Intel graphics are like a yeah. gimme. It doesn't get easier than that. Yeah, if you can't do Intel graphics, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the infamous Broadcom wireless also did not work. Um, and just out of curiosity, I ran dmessage, and it said no firmware for B43, and then it gives the URL to go and download the firmware, which brings up my tireless, endless complaint of if you know I have that hardware and if you know it takes that firmware, why the hell don't you just prompt me to install it and, and make me agree to, you know, whatever restrictions there are on the firmware. Hey, here's a firmware. You can't redistribute it, blah, 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 blah. Click yes if you want working Wi-Fi. Is this yeah. so much to ask? I mean, really. Okay, um... Uh, I really did like the concept behind Connery um, and the whole recipes thing. It's a really great idea for a software manager. It's just highly unfortunate. It's it's just so unfortunate that it's surrounded by fail, wrapped in a you know put in a sesame seed bun of you know failure. It's it's just it's fail in every way imaginable. Um, so, 
Uh, and of course, then there's the my other pet peeve that it can't just upgrade or it's not a rolling release, which annoys the hell out of me too. So on to my ratings. Um, for Granny, uh, I was almost tempted to disqualify it for no X, but instead I'm going to be a mean little bastard and give it a zero. <laughs> um, for power user, I'd give it a two, strictly because um, Connery, in particular, recipes seems like a, a very useful and potentially quite powerful if you put it on a distro that doesn't suck. Um, and for annoyance, I give it a you know I was going to say a nine, but I think I'm going to go for it and give it a ten, or for our inverse Ouch. scoring on the forums, a zero. There's no one CD, there's no live CD, there's no KDE, there's no software selection, um, there's no working X on a fucking Intel graphics card, there's no splashy, there's no working Wi-Fi, there's just a bunch of no, 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 so, ah. yeah. and of course then there's the six hour install problem, so ten on annoyance. I'd rather have a root canal. Um, software selection. I sort of gave it a few gimmies because I did see in the six hours I had to sit by the laptop as it tried to install that it was installing some things like Java and Flash that a lot of other distros don't install. So I sort of gave it a few sympathy points there and I gave it a five. For community support, I'll give it a six because I the website is rather pleasant looking, it's rather slick, it's all there and integrated, and I'm not going to penalize them too much for not having that many people there, because that's kind of a catch-22 situation, so I will sort of give them credit for having a nice, functional, and pretty to look at website. Six. For performance, um, I was able to get um, GeekBitch running and test it, however, it was not a fair test because no wasn't running. It was basically just a shell, and that was it. And that's not really fair because on all the other benchmarks, we have a full running desktop environment, and all the load on the system that you incur with that with services and network manager and this, that, and the other. So I disqualified it on performance, and I'm just not going to give it a score there because it's it's not really fair to have a score for it running just in a shell with nothing else running when all the other distros I benchmarked were running at least a full desktop environment. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's So disqualified bad. there. F, F all around. Great software manager concept wrapped in a massive avalanche of fail. Yeah, I, I mean, I've got to say, recently, uh, this is a little ranty, I've tried, and again, ranty and sad, I've tried every major distribution on DistroWatch, Fedora, CentOS, Gentoo, Arch, Debian, Ubuntu. I mean, the list can go on for a long time. Um, honestly, con- Foresight is the only one that I've thought, my God, nothing has anything failed me this hard. You know. And no, nothing else has. Okay, so um, should we read uh, some some viewer mail we have gotten? I think we should. 
Okay, this is from a Jerry in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and if I wasn't such a lazy editor, I would put in Bugs Bunny right about now. Um, see, he says, I really enjoy the show, and I especially like the idea of the .5 episodes. Um, episode Pi was great. The audio quality with your new headsets has greatly improved, too, so... Uh, I guess we knocked them dead with the quality. Like I said, uh, it must have been so good that they had just been put into a coma and couldn't tell us if it was better or not. Yes, I um, so. <clears throat> Except this guy. And he mentions um, in the previous episode, we talked about the person who wrote in with the HP laptop with the super evil Broadcom card, and he has some experience with it. Uh, he says, you had an email from a listener with an HP looking for a solution for his wireless card. I have the same BCM94311 card in my laptop, and the only way I've been able to get it work is with Indus Wrapper and BCMWL5.inf. I've tried several distros and fought with B43 and FW Cutter for weeks on end, and it was a king-sized fail. My only issue with an HP laptop that I've ever had. I've tried OpenSUSE 11 recently, and I totally agree about the total shit software mismanagement system. <laughs> it's the one thing that kept me off SUSE for many a year. I don't care much for RPM-based distros in the first place, and I must agree there wholeheartedly. It's just wait until you hear this review of Foresight. Because <laughs> yeah. at least, you know, at, at least... Zipper didn't suck as horribly at doing everything. Yeah. It only sucked at most things. <laughs> um, still, I do have to give some props to Mandriva and their... I always want to just say Ermi Permi. <laughs> I don't know why. You are PMI, and if that's 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 almost a yogurt right there, or yaourt, or our yeah. favorite. I think we'll just go, we'll stick with yogurt in Arch. Yeah. Um... And their package manager. If you review Mandriva or PC Linux Haas, I'd like to hear what you guys think of... We're going to have to come up with a pet name for this one, too, like we have with Yogurt. Um, we'll have to come up with something for it. <laughs> yeah, before the next uh, review, definitely. Yeah. Um, great show. Keep it up. I'll keep listening. So, First of all, I would like to review... Um, which was the second... PC Linux OS. PC Linux OS. But yeah. that review will not turn out well. <laughs> Even if oh, it's the dear. distro that's ever been released, it, it will not turn out well because I am very against the fact that they use apt which is probably the best package manager I've used, or possibly the second best after Pac-Man. Uh, they use apt on top of RPM, which at least to me, that's just total blast for me right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the interesting thing is, between Mandriva, PC Linux OS, and SUSE, those are probably the only three distros that have a comprehensive GUI control panel that aims to be a friendly sort of one-stop shop for doing anything with your system. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, all three distros are quite high on DistroWatch, probably because of that. I know when I first started using Linux, um, Mandrake's control panel back around 7X was a big reason why I chose them. Yeah, same here. Although, 
I never picked it up back in the day because of Lilo issues, and we talked more about that in the uh, episode zero. So yeah, it might be it might be worth discussing at a point five release, just general software management tools, because uh, despite having used RPM distros for the overwhelming majority of the time that I've used a binary distro. I really have sort of a soft spot for .debs because it seems like nobody has managed, at least in the distros I've tried, nobody has managed to significantly screw up the ability to dist upgrade with Debian, uh, with .deb files. Uh, also, I've created debs from scratch, and I've created RPMs from scratch, and as much as people hate on it and say, you know, Debs suck at creating from scratch. Yes, it is a bitch. But I would much rather create a Deb than an RPM. But um, thank you for um, writing in, Jerry. And um, as usual, we encourage you guys to write in to us. Um, he's JD at SourceCast.org. And I am Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, at SourceCast.org. Um, you can also reach us on the forums which is sourcecast.org slash forum. And uh, our IRC channel on irc.sourcecast.org, pound sourcecast. There's actually a couple people other than us idling around in there these days. Yes, yes. (laughs) Some with ridiculous powers on that network. (laughs) Uh, Like yours truly. <laughs> oh, more than just you. I see some people in there with superpowers. Um, oh, there. Um, Hiding in the shadows, you know, yes. waiting to jump out and stab you. <laughs> um, and uh, it looks like, judging judging on downloads, that um, the point five release was particularly popular. So I think we're probably going to stick with it. Yes, I I agree. It was quite. Quite the popular thing. And if you have any ideas for our next point five discussion, um, or our next obscure Linux distro to review, um, post the forms or or contact us on IRC or email because um, we're sort of we're st- we still have up in the air what our next point five discussion will be and what our next obscure distro will be. But it, it's probably pretty likely that our next distro review will be Fedora. Yes. Uh, What we're doing, in case you all can't tell, is of course the obscure distros were just hitting randomly, but the not obscure distros were going in their order on DistroWatch as of review day. Yeah. This could change in the future if you're listening to it. But, again, going in the order on, re- on review day. Yeah, it could change in the future, but at least for, like, the top mm, eight or so, that order tends to be pretty solid. Yeah, this is this is true. So until next time, if you read Market Watch, we here at SourceCast wholeheartedly endorse John C. Dvorak's column on Market Watch, where he suggests Adobe release the Creative Suite for Linux as a way of rebuffing Microsoft and their Silverlight offerings and their whole debacle with the NBC Olympics website with Silverlight. And he gets no spam.
Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.